0: Welcome back to another beefy episode of the TBFFL podcast. My name is Griffin Hungryk, and I am here once again with my co-host Luke Huber. Luke, how are we doing?
1: Hey, we're doing good. Sponsored by Arby's today, I see. We have the beefy meats. episode.
0: Beefy episode. Come get your gross-looking beef sandwich. <laughs> yep. Yep. I guess
1: that's that's about as much we need to talk about Arby's yeah we can, we can get past that but let's Not talk a... about football oh, football yeah. I
0: like football better than Arby's I can tell you that um yeah another another pretty solid week of football uh week 13 was an interesting one there were some games that were supposed to be good that weren't and some games that were maybe kind of supposed to be meh that were either also meh or turned out to be pretty decent um yeah, I don't know. The I, I think one of the biggest things of the week was the Packers looking pretty legit, getting that win in Lambeau over the Chiefs. That was like Jordan Love. I was pretty surprised. Jordan Love
1: is looking they're making a case. Exciting, yeah, he's looking good. He's are they going to have another franchise quarterback just three in a row, back to back to back?
0: I know how much that would pain you as a Lions fan, eh? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it wouldn't be fun. But the Lions are good, too, so I can, exactly. I can accept yeah. it for now. Hey,
0: that'd be really fun, honestly, if that division is, like, super competitive for, you know, I mean, just because it felt like it was the Packers for so many years, and then the Vikings kind of stepped up, and then now recently the Lions, and so if the Bears get things together, NFC North could be kind of a blast going forward. Um, but yeah, that that was a fun game. Uh, unfortunately, my, my Broncos win streak came to an end, but it was a pretty. They they gave it their best effort. Um, came down to you know one of the final plays. Just Russ got pressured, threw a pick in the end zone. It is what it is. We're still still in it, but I was a little disappointed because that was a pretty crucial game in terms of the playoff chase in the AFC. But
1: yeah, that was that was a big one for you guys and tough to see it, but it was a pretty exciting game to watch. Yeah, it was fun. and. Yeah, Lions-Saints was a shockingly close game. It was weird. Especially with how it started.
0: Yeah, I thought they were going to run away with it, and they they did for the first half of the first quarter, and then they kind of slowed down and let it get a little bit closer, but then Derek Carr gets hurt, and then felt like they kind of just got back on top and kept the lead, right?
1: Yeah. And Um, then I think my favorite game of the week was the Jaguars-Bengals on Monday night which. Shockingly, yes. C.J. Beathard versus Jake Browning <laughs> Jake, yeah. going into overtime was great. It was pretty oh fun. Gosh.
0: Yeah. No, seriously, that was, that was a good one. Um, the Chargers-Pats and Falcons-Jets were games that I was not looking forward to, and they both made my eyes bleed. So I, I don't need to see those games ever again, especially Chargers-Patriots. Oh, my goodness. Six to nothing, yeah. the Chargers won. The spread on that game, by the way, five and a half. Chargers won yeah. six to zero, so that is incredible, pretty absurd. And then, I mean, the
1: Patriots were close to winning with the spread um, and not scoring. Yes, which is
0: wild. Uh huh. They've also they've allowed they've lost three straight games and they've allowed ten or less points in those three losses, which is kind of nuts. How do you do that? It's it's pretty absurd. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And then the last game that was supposed to be potential game of the year was the Niners going into Philly. Uh, everyone hyped it up. The Niners were favored that maybe, you know, brought some questions like what it's in Philadelphia. The Eagles seem to be rolling right now. What's going on with this? Why, why is that the case? And then uh, the Niners buzzsaw got back to work and <laughs> just gave them the business. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Oh,
1: I'll be honest. That's one that I kind of saw coming. Yeah, no,
0: same. I mean, I I knew the Niners were going to win, or I had a really strong feeling they were going to win, but I did not think it would be that big of a match. Yeah, you know that was that Fair. was crazy, very unexpected. Um,
1: they and, won by twenty three points.
0: Yeah, which and I don't maybe you saw this too. Uh, Scott Barrett tweeted this on a uh, couple days ago, and I it made me laugh, so I'll share it. Basically, you said the top four teams in the NFC are the 49ers and then a big old gap, like a massive gap. And then the Eagles, who lost to the 49ers by 23. And then you have the Cowboys, who lost to the 49ers by 32 um, and have one win against a team above 500, which they got this week against Seahawks barely. And then you got the Lions, who have one win against a team above 500 as well. So, And then no other teams are above 500 in the NFC. So, yeah. Those teams are chilling, it's, but they all. It's also like the 49ers are in a tier of their own, and then Eagles, Cowboys, Lions. Which like, hey, Lions being up there is pretty freaking yeah. cool. And the Still. 49ers haven't
1: played us yet. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. So you can't really compare. It really should be like 49ers, Lions, <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. No. Yeah, hey, that it. would be one heck of a NFC Championship game. I would be. That'd be wild. Can you imagine? Yeah, just I the, think... the offense in that game. Oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. Um, oh, it'd be so fun. Yeah, but. Yeah. Fun week of football. Uh, Not so fun were the injuries. Uh, As always, we we had to address some of these. Um, And I think one of the biggest sad day moments for you in particular was losing Tank Dell. He's having season-ending surgery, uh, or he did on Monday. Um, That's a bummer. I, I, yeah. He was. thanks such... for the memories thanks for the memories mr dell we, we it was really... it was a
1: fun time broke his leg in a weird play and yeah. you know he was maybe my favorite waiver wire pickup maybe yeah. second favorite
0: i don't know yeah well your other um, guy balled out this week which we'll talk about yeah later, we can but... talk about him later but you mm-hmm.
1: know tanks thank tank dell oh sorry <laughs> tank, and we'll t- miss i'll miss you you had a great season, and I'll get you again next year.
0: It was a good run. Yeah, run it back next, next year. Um, other guys, uh, Ramondre Stevenson went out pretty early. He was looking really good, and like the only good part about the Patriots' offense for like their first couple drives, I think he had like nine carries pretty early on for nearly 40 yards, and then uh, he, I think, got a high ankle sprain. So that likely means that he's out for the rest of the fantasy season or close to it. Um, Which is a big, big oof. Uh, It does mean that Zeke Elliott is probably in line for more carries. I did see today that I think he's questionable. I don't know what how he got hurt or whatever, but you know it doesn't much matter. You don't really want much part of the Patriots' offense to begin with, so um, unless it's Ramondre, and so that's kind of that. Puga Nakua was having a career game and then went out with a pretty scary injury, but then I think he ended up coming back in, so he should be cleared, good to go. Um, yeah he came back in and had another really good
1: catch and run yeah but yeah. i think sean McVay said he thought he was dead on the sideline and oh. puka said he wasn't breathing and then he started breathing again and went back in wow
0: <laughs> i, did I not think this was all that. said like
1: pretty lightly so he wasn't actually not
0: super serious but like kind of yeah wow that that's crazy what a what a trooper that's awesome um, and then a couple of our guys, uh, Amari Cooper, who just came back from injury, uh, is now back in the concussion protocol. He got took out, taken out of that game. Uh, Derrick Henry also had a great game, and then he is now in the concussion protocol as well. So it might be time for some Tajay Spears as the Titans look to make.
1: Um, he is out of concussion protocol. Oh,
0: he is? Derek Henry already? Is. Yes. He already got cleared? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, Vrabel well said it this morning. I missed that. Oh, never mind. So Henry's good to go. Um, I think so. He's Probably. he's
1: no. still questionable, but he's not in concussion protocol anymore.
0: Nice. Well, that is great. Um, and then who else? Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, he had a late-season hamstring injury, which is very rare. I feel like you don't hear about that very often. Um, have to see the severity of that. I did not update that, but it didn't look good. Um, so we will see about that. A bunch of quarterback quarterbacks got hurt. Uh, before last night, I also wrote down uh, Kenny Pickett. Ankle injuries out for sure this week. Could be a few more that could affect Steelers players. Uh Derek Carr, it literally a million injuries, everything hurts. Uh so it's Jameis time. (laughs) (laughs) And uh freaking poor Trevor Lawrence, man. That uh I think it turned out to be a high ankle sprain, so that's gonna be probably the rest of the fantasy season. Hopefully he could return for playoffs is kind of the vibe I got, right? I think so. Yeah,
1: I they haven't really said much on timeline, but typically high ankle sprains are going to be like three to four weeks, and he will be moving a little bit ginger after that too. So oh, yeah. uh, I don't expect as much rushing from him for those first few weeks after. So yeah, we're probably uh, done with Trevor Lawrence for at least our season.
0: Yeah, which is it's rough. And like when he when he had that knee injury or, earlier in the season, and it limited his mobility, I feel like we like that was a totally different trap. And he was finally starting to you know feel loose, play freely. And now he's got another low leg injury. So that's going to that's gonna be a bummer for fantasy purposes and the Jags. And, yeah, I hope he gets well. And then another injury from last night, Christian Kirk. Uh, we don't need to talk about it much, but uh, he went boom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he had a few
1: snaps, went down, um, and he's out. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything else about when he'll be back. No. Um,
0: yeah, I feel like. I don't know if that's this injury is necessarily something that like will keep him out for a long time or if it was just like so painful in the moment that you know it like takes him out. Um so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I think that's all I had written down. Did I miss anything? Anything come to mind? Uh, um
1: no, I do just looking it up. I think Kirk will be out for a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it says he likely needs surgery um, and something in his, like, core muscles.
0: Ow. That sounds painful. Well, get well soon, Mr. Christian Kirk. Hope you feel better. That did not look fun, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, it says probably about eight weeks. Eight weeks? Oh, so he's he's pretty much done, though. Okay. Well, there you go. I think so. Huh. Well, then. That answers that question. Um, But, yeah. That's all I got injury-wise. Anything else that comes to mind? I didn't cover.
1: Um, No, I don't think so. Did you mention Brian Robinson? Yep. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I think we're good.
0: Nice. Well, cool. Um, well, with that all out of the way, shall we move on to recapping some games from this week? Oh,
1: let's get
0: into it. Woohoo. Yeah, our our good. first one, um, we got Metacris taking on HLP 525 um, in what was a, a battle of pretty hot teams, right? These guys coming in. Uh, both on win streaks, I think. Uh, I think Chris was on a four-game win streak and Hunter on a three-game win streak. Um, so Yeah, it was a good stuff. heavy hitter smackdown. Heavy hitter um, smackdown. But shot. Chris
1: kind of ran away with it.
0: Yeah, no, for real. It was uh, pretty impressive. And he needed this win far more than Hunter did. Because um, although Hunter could have secured, probably, or yeah, he could have secured the number one overall seed, likely, uh, with a win here. Uh, Chris needed this to stay alive and give it he way increases postseason chances, which I'll talk about in a bit. Um, but yeah, this was this game uh, was a pretty pretty good battle of MVP caliber quarterback play, right? Uh, between yeah. Dak and Brock Purdy, um, two of the MVP front runners right now, which is kind of nuts. It's like them two and Jalen Hurts, um, and then Tyree Hill is also up there, I think. But which is
1: yeah, that's awesome. pretty wild. And Brock Purdy is just he's rocking and rolling, and and... Roll, baby. <laughs> It's, it's crazy that he's doing it on pretty low volume, too, yeah. is that he only had 27 pass attempts, um, and he only completed 19 passes, but 314 yards and four touchdowns is going to do it for
0: you every week. Yeah, dang, that is impressive. I know, I feel like he keeps having games like that, and we're just like, nice, good job, Rock Purdy. But it's like, wow, that's actually pretty impressive. If you see his, I saw his, um, like, pass completion chart or whatever on Twitter compared to uh, Dax uh from thursday night and the like throws he's making are far less impressive than like what Dak prescott is doing so the mvp case there might be just a a matter of you know them looking at numbers and quantity versus actual performance um but yeah i don't know they're both playing well uh there's no doubt or there's no denying that for sure um Little little shout out for Hunter here. Um, despite the loss, good good call to play Dak Prescott over Patrick Mahomes. I know we had talked about that previous episodes um, and saying that that might be what you need to do because Dak's just been rolling. And yeah, I mean as tempting as it is to play someone like Mahomes, he just has not been very good. So I, I was. I mean, Mahomes
1: was, has had a pretty bad season, and yeah. Dak's been balling so. Great choice to ride with that, but, I mean, pretty tough day for Hunter aside from Tyreek Mm. and Dak. Tyreek Hill had another absurd week, 29.8 points, um, and Dak also 28.26 points, but other than that, it's, yeah, it was pretty slim. A shockingly good performance on Hunter's team is the Chargers defense. Yeah. I mean, when you don't let the other team score and you're playing Bailey Zappi, you're probably (laughs) going to have a good fantasy output, but um, good call to play them because they've been... Rough defense so far. Yeah,
0: you can probably throw in pretty much whoever is playing the Patriots. I feel like now for yeah. the rest of the year, them or the Jets, it's kind of the same thing. So, but uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised by the the quiet performance from Zach Moss. I thought he was going to do a lot more. And then I saw the game was like a shootout, and I was like, oh, surely Zach Moss did a lot with Jonathan Taylor's absence, and it was it was okay, but nothing, not what I was expecting. I was expecting at least double digits, like. 14, 15 plus you know yeah.
1: And, yeah and I know I said before we started the podcast I had a different player for this but this is I think it's time to meow, 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 meow. sound the alarm on Zach Moss yeah like I really I really do it's he had 19 carries Ooh. which is great work that's um he's getting so many touches but he only had 51 yards. Wow. And I don't know what happened. He maybe just wasn't feeling great that day. He just didn't have the same explosiveness that he had at the same time of the year. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't like he wasn't getting opportunities. He got everything that he needed. He just didn't perform.
0: Hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. It did something just felt a little bit off, but I'm sure, I don't know, he's still going to be a good player to have for Hunter the rest of the way because, you know, with those games where JT was coming back or injured or when they were going through the contract dispute and everything like Zach Moss was playing out of his mind. So down the stretch as the Colts are chasing the postseason, I feel like he's going to be a really good player to have. Um, so it'll, yeah. it'll be fine. But yeah, I guess that Titans run defenses. I know they were really stout at the beginning of the year. I don't know how that's held up, but um, I know they do have a lot of talent on that, that D line. So that could be part of it too. Um, but yeah, that's, do you have any other players you wanted to shout out or mention or anything?
1: Um, wanted to give a shout out to Trey McBride, Chris. You're welcome yeah. for giving him to you, um, in that trade. But he's been he's been a stud, and I'm excited to see him play next year as well. I yeah. think he might be a top five tight end for me next year, maybe even yeah. like top three.
0: No, absolutely. And they they dropped Zach Ertz finally. They cut ties there, so um, now it's fully Trey McBride's tight end room, and completely deserved. He's been really good. Um, he was like one of the top tight end prep prospects last year and they drafted him high for a reason so um glad to see he's finally getting some usage I think the Cardinals saw like all the rookie tight ends this year especially like your Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid and they were like why don't we use our rookie tight or our second year tight end from last year why didn't we do that last year and so they were like what if we did and then now they are and it's working so yeah yeah it's yeah. a it's a great choice to use your yeah. good
1: players uh-huh um Arthur Spi I think we can go ahead and anything
0: about that but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick before we jump to the next game, uh, just a little update on the playoff chances. Uh, so with the win, Chris has won his fifth straight now, uh, which is crazy, and improves to a record to seven and six. So he was two and six at one point. He's won five in a row. Um, his playoff chances have gone from 48% all the way up to 74% uh, due to his seven and six record, but also his pretty high points for value. Uh, so, great stuff there, Chris. This win meant a lot, and the postseason is likely in your future. Um, things would have to fall a certain way for you to fall out, um, but put up a lot of points and get a win. You'll guarantee your your spot in the playoffs. Um, and then, despite cooling off a bit this week, uh, Hunter still holds a very impressive 8-5 and five record, uh, and last week, it, as a reminder, he had a greater than 99% chance of making the postseason, and so long as he doesn't put up zero points and Reed scores 130 this week, Hunter will, in fact, be in the postseason. So now he's kind of just fighting for that one seed uh, and positioning. Uh, and he also holds he, – he did drop down. He now has the second-best odds of winning it all with a 25% chance. So that's still really good. I mean, a fourth wow. chance of winning the whole thing. Good stuff there, Hunter. Um, tough, tough loss to a good team, but it's all good. Um, but, yeah.
1: Nice, yeah. I think we can move on to our next game, which is The Flock versus Lights, Camera Jackson. Yeah. And without his team namesake, Zach <laughs> crushed Shep for the win. Yeah. And honestly, this one was really close coming down to Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, with Joe Mixon on Zach's team and then Etienne and the Jags defense on the other one. Yeah. And Joe Mixon crushed um, Etienne and the Jags defense to give Zach the win.
0: He did. Yeah, Shep surprisingly caught up to Zach for a brief moment when ETN had that, that touchdown. Uh, but then Joe Mixon, who he's actually my baller of the week. I wanted to shout him out because last week I, I slandered him quite a bit. And he was my soundly alarm player. Uh, Cause he had a very rough performance. And I was like, Oh, with the Jake Browning Bengals, I just don't think anyone's really going to prosper. And this week was the antithesis of that. Uh, and so very, very impressive stuff. Uh, he finished as the RB one on the week. Uh, with I think 26 points, Um, and he secured Zach this very crucial dub, Um, so great bounce back by him after last week. Uh, I was impressed. As for someone that I wasn't impressed by, uh, how about that goose egg by Scary Terry? That was kind of a bummer, eh?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's what's happening with him. He was quoted after the game saying that he's just been doing a lot of cardio out there, which is pretty (laughs) funny, Um, (laughs) but it's, it's true. He Yeah, he did say that.
0: (laughs) That's funny. I feel like that's something that people like us, like podcasters, say about about players. So for him to actually say that is pretty funny. Yeah.
1: He did have three targets, though, and he didn't catch any of them. I didn't get to watch Ah. um, much of that game, so I don't know if they were very catchable targets. But um, clearly, he's not Sam Howell's favorite person to pass to. I think Sam Howell just kind of picks, like, spins a wheel at the beginning of every game. And and this one, it landed on Curtis Samuel. I guess.
0: Yeah, because uh, Antonio Gibson did, like, nothing either, Not Dotson right? either. Yeah, no. So, yeah, yeah you just pick one Diamond guy. Brown
1: scored the touchdown for them?
0: Right. Of course. Just as we all predicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but who else we got here? Uh, CeeDee Lamb, just, you know, business as usual, I guess. Uh, just kind of doing his thing. Killing it. Yeah. There on were- the field. Yeah. There were a lot of
1: Cowboys started in this game with Pollard, Dowdle, Lamb, and Ferguson. Um, And they all had pretty good games other than Rico Dowdle um, struggled. Pollard has finally started picking it up. He's looking better. He's scoring touchdowns. um, And he's getting the work um, as well. So I think that's why Dowdle had a bad game because Pollard had 20 carries.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Pollard has looked a lot more consistent the past three weeks. Basically, when he broke his touchdown streak and then there on, he's like, He's got his mojo back. I don't know what it was. Maybe he just like needed to break that curse and like score a touchdown because he hadn't since week one and then he finally did against the Panthers and now he's looking solid. So good yeah. stuff there. Um bit of a yikes moment from Tutu Atwell and Smaj P Ryan for um Shep. That is that is rough. Uh I like the idea of both of those guys, but it just didn't translate to points. Um yeah. He also
1: didn't have anyone else. He got zero points on his bench.
0: Yeah, there you go. can't do much. I mean, if four guys, all of his Bears players were on by, and Jordan Addison as well, and then Michael Wilson, did he even play? I don't even know if he played. I, think he might have. I don't think he played. I don't think he did. So no options. Got to do what you got to do. And, I mean, yeah, like I said, I like the idea of – I thought Tutu would, you know, maybe break off like a – I don't know, they'd be – the Cleveland defense would be locking up like Cup and Puka, and, you know, Tutu would have like a deep ball. Tutu's like a Rashid Shaheed type guy. I feel like where he can just have like one, one catch for like seventy yards and a touchdown or something like that, and he has a really good fantasy day. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it didn't happen this time. And then Samaje just wasn't used at all. As someone who was watching the Broncos game, I don't know. It just kind of felt like that wasn't the type of ball we were playing. There weren't those checkdown passes that he's been so often getting these past few games. So I don't know, but. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had two more players that I wanted to highlight a little bit from this game. Um, One on either side, it was DeAndre Hopkins um, Mm -hmm. on Shep's team, and then Elijah Moore on Zach's team. Both had pretty interesting stat lines to where they both had 12 targets, Hmm. but Hopkins only had five catches on those 12 targets. He ended up having 75 yards and a touchdown, so pretty decent game. And then Elijah Moore also had 12 targets, but only four catches. Oh. um so they both had pretty bad efficiency with a lot of volume um but then they both kind of made it work because uh, elijah moore had 83 yards on his four catches so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting watching more um with flacco especially if Amari cooper is out next week yeah. um great choice by zach to start him this week because um yeah he had a great game and i wasn't expecting it
0: yeah no kidding i did hear today something kind of funny so like two of elijah moore's Best four games are with Joe Flacco at quarterback. So he had him on the Jets and he had like one of his best games ever. And then now he has him as the Browns and has a pretty good game. So not that Elijah Moore has a lot of really noteworthy performances, but now two of the four have been with Joe Flacco. So that's yeah, that's, they that's have pretty, pretty good, good, good rapport apparently. I guess so. And yeah, like you said, if Amari misses time, then you kind of step into you know some more usage. That'd be pretty yeah. nice. Um, But, yeah, so playoff chances for these guys. Uh, The win was huge for Zach. He goes to a 7-6 record, and his playoff chances are kept alive. As last week, he dropped down to that 18%. He's now up to a 33%, which is still the worst odds of the 7-6 teams, uh, but he is still alive and, you know, has a pulse. So that is good. Um, This was a very important win. Had he lost this game, it probably would have been over. And speaking of people who lost, and it's probably over, unfortunately – this loss does pretty much knock Shep out, uh, as he does lag significantly behind in the points for category. So even if you win and certain people lost, um, his odds plummeted from 29% last week to a less than 1%. So there is still like a point .0 whatever chance that he makes it, but it's my software that I'm using says probably not, unfortunately.
1: He's got to score a lot of points.
0: He would have to score a lot of points. and he would need a lot of people to lose above him, which even with the matchups, I don't even know how possible it is. Clearly there's a chance, but yeah. You actually, a little spoiler, you have a still have a one percent chance. Um, so you have a higher chance now than him because you oh, do wow. have more points for, which is kind of fun. Um so, yeah, that's great. Yeah, there you go. But uh yeah, that's all I got on this one. Should we move on along? Let's do it. Woohoo! Alrighty, game three. Uh this one is what a mess versus the bean team and this was actually our our biggest blowout albeit uh not that big compared to what we had last week with all the crazy blowouts um but yeah this was the biggest point differential of the week I think it was 40 ish um and so yeah I, I don't know this this game it kind of sums up at one team that's been trending down unfortunately and one team that's been heading the right direction uh, with Jacob kinda of trending down and Luca kinda of looking really hot lately. Um Yeah. Yeah.
1: It it was a great performance by Luca, but he was majorly carried by some studs. And really? so this one fun stat is that Luca could have won this game, starting only Jalen Hurts, Alvin Kamara, Nico Collins, and Devontae Smith. That's awesome. Those four <laughs> players combined for ninety nine fantasy points. Holy
0: cow. Wow. Fantasy football is funny. <laughs> It really is. That's and awesome. my
1: other fun stat for this matchup is that there were five rostered tight ends in this game. What? And they scored two point seven fantasy points. <laughs> no way. Only, only three of the five played. So two of them had bye weeks, two of them didn't score, and Still. then David Njoku had
0: two point seven points. So only David Njoku did anything and not much. Wow, that's crazy. Huh. And like, you know, pretty de- like Kate Otten has been getting a lot of targets for Tampa, so that's kinda surprising. Uh, who was the other? Jawan Johnson Juwan had Johnson. a goose. Yeah. I, thought he I would think he all targets. just went to Taysom Hill. I was surprised. I guess if Alave didn't play, I thought Jawan Johnson would maybe do a little bit more, but he ended up playing. So that maybe contributed to his lack of targets. But, you know, they only had so many guys on that Saints offense that they could throw to, but Derek Carr also doesn't throw it that much. So, yeah, unless it's like checkdowns downs to Kamara. Um, but, yeah, let's see here. So, Jacob... Uh, this is unfortunately the lowest score of the week for him. Um, and he was one of two teams to not break a hundred. So almost everybody got there again. Uh, yeah, this is his, his fourth straight loss. Um, it is a bummer that he lost Ramondre and Christian Kirk pretty early in their games. Um, but yeah. I don't think it would have made the difference. It was a bit too big of a margin. Uh, but yeah uh who I did I did want to note uh, Michael Pittman had a really another really great game I, I know we gave him a lot of praise last week uh, but he looked really good again I mean 105 yards and a touchdown uh finally he had just like he was wide open on one of those passes that just looked nice um and so yeah that was good Cortland Sutton also had a trademark beautiful touchdown uh, catch as he has so often done it feels like the past few weeks um yeah that
1: that catch by him was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really great. One last thing on Pittman is Pittman had sixteen targets. Whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah, you think Gardner likes him?
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah I think Gardner has said I'm just gonna pass to Michael Pittman and no one else. Yeah. But occasionally Alec Pierce, which doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, hey, I guess so. You you called that right? You called that as a touchdown guarantee this week, right? Yes, oh, I nice. did. That that was good. Um
1: Um One player I wanted to give a shout out to was Nico Collins. Yeah, man. Coming in after with the tank injury pretty early in the game, Nico Collins had 191 yards, which is kind of wild. That was nuts. And he had nine catches on 12 targets and a touchdown. So um, congrats, Nico Collins is great. I'll say this just once because I like Nico Collins. Go blue.
0: Wow. Aww. That was that was great. That was great character development for you. I really But also was go great. Washington. Let's go Huskies. They're pl- Yes. Yes. I agree. I completely agree. Are you going to root for for Bama to be Michigan too? I will. I hate it, but for that, sure rooting for Bama. That's fair. I I get that, but yeah, I know. Go go Huskies. Um I know. I was kind of I was worried about a a Michigan Texas matchup and I'm I'm I don't I'm not glad it's Alabama cuz I'm pretty I mean, did you see that that clip on Twitter of Michigan reacting to when they found out it was Alabama? I was, <laughs> yeah, I, don't I like did. that was illegal to film. Like, you should not be able to do that. They were like, ah, <laughs> like it's not Florida State. I don't know. That was it was funny, but kind of got a point. I don't know. Both couple of good matchups. It'll be, it'll be good games. Um, but yes, what was I? I did have something I wanted to bring. Oh yeah, Adam Thielen. I know we talk about it, or we've talked about it a lot these past few weeks. Uh, but since you know how he was like like a fantasy MVP, like a top four or five receiver for the first half of the year or so? Yeah. Uh, well, his past... So since their week seven by he has gone 11, 5, 7, 11, .7, and 4 this week. And he since week seven, he is the fantasy wide receiver 62 in half PBR. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's done. Yeah, and, and it was a
1: good run, but yeah. Mingo's kind of overtaken him on targets, yeah. and they're just so bad,
0: it anyways. So bad. Yeah, it it had to. It was too good to be true. I, but it is kind of funny how it correlates with Jacob's season too. Like he had guys like like Thielen doing so well at the beginning, and he was winning all these games because you know it was kind of like a supporting cast situation, and now he doesn't have that, and it's just been kind of downhill, which is a bummer. Um, so old man Thielen finally, finally regressing which is big time bummer um but yeah i think what's crazy or actually before i did you have any other anything else of note on this game i don't think so i think that's it Alrighty. righty well with this loss it's kind of crazy that we talked about it a couple of weeks ago um but we're like surely there's no way jacob and alex both mixed miss the postseason uh, but the reality of that is er, the reality is it's actually Pretty likely now at this point, uh, which is crazy. So Jacob, I, I didn't fact check this, but I think for the first time all year, he is out of the playoff picture. I, I'm pretty sure because he won like all of his first few games and then just kind of held a lead. Um, I don't think he was ever not in the top six um, until now. So yeah, his his playoff chances. Last week they dropped uh, with the loss to 68%. And we were like, oh, that's a that's pretty low. They're now down to 37%. So oh, no. Not looking great. And that's just, you know, lack of points for in production the past few weeks um, puts him pretty far down there. I think he sits at ninth uh, in the standings officially. Uh, so, yeah, that's not great. But meanwhile, one of our risers, uh, Luca, has nearly locked himself into the big dance. Uh, obviously, some things have to fall his way. Uh, but his win combined with his substantial points for total. Uh, which he and Chris are neck and neck among the seven and six teams. They're the only two above fifteen hundred, um, of the seven and six guys. So that's really promising. Uh but with those or with those stats in mind, uh he bumped from a fifty percent to a very solid seventy eight percent chance of making the postseason uh this next wow. week. So good stuff, Luca. He's climbing he climbed all the way back here, uh looking really good. Um but yeah, he also he has the third best championship odds at thirteen percent. So could be, could, be Luka. Luka. could be the year. Impressive, um, Luca. Could be the year. But, yeah, that's all I got on this one. Shall we move on along? Let's move
1: on to almost one another game versus Stanky almost. Legs. And, you know, the, the name strikes again. What? It was almost another win for... Um, July, which is great, yeah. and honestly, it wasn't that close. It really was. Um, going into Monday Night Football, but we had some pretty big surges from the Lawrence and Evan Ingram stack. Yeah, Evan Ingram had nine catches for eighty-two yards and a touchdown.
0: Finally, um,
1: but pretty much yeah. every tight end does well against the Bengals. They're the that's easily the best matchup, and so that's why Fire and Reith went off last week, and that's why Ingram um, went
0: off this week. They.
1: Bengals just don't know what to do with tight ends.
0: They don't. Yeah. Over the middle, they get lost. And it's kind of, kind of funny. I know Evan Ingram, I can't, he finally had his first touchdown of the season. Long time coming. And I, I was, I'm, I'm regretting it. So I was so close to betting on an anytime Evan Ingram touchdown, just like a little bit, a tiny little bit of money. And I'm so mad that I did it <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just have a feeling just like what you said, the Bengals are abysmal against tight ends. I was like, I just feel like this is the one, this is where it happens um and i didn't and i'm regretting it because he finally did but uh yeah because of those two guys i mean this game was way closer than I expected i'd say um and then on hayden's side like t higgins and the Bengals defense were very quiet um which like i don't think we were expecting a whole lot out of either of them you know the jags being the stronger team coming in you know it was like other oh, Bengals d might kind of struggle um and then t higgins with jake browning it was like yeah um but you know, they didn't do very much at all, and then July had guys who balled out. And, I mean, had Trev not gotten hurt, I think July, it, he might have done it. It would it would have been another very, very close finish, I think. Um, I mean, it yeah, already it was, but, like, yeah, I don't know.
1: It could have been pretty close with Trevor. And a pretty fun, fast stat for this game uh-huh. is that it was a game of, like, highs and lows, um, because there are only two players in this game, um, on both teams that had between seven fancy points and 18 and a half fancy points. Oh. There were 10 players that had under 5.2 and then I think eight that had above 18 and a half fancy points. Wow. That is odd. Huh? I guess. Oh, sorry. Not including the kickers. Kickers oh, both okay. had seven. So yeah. actually four players between then, but still.
0: Still. Yeah, that is very it's a weird trend between the two teams yeah yeah well interesting Um, oh yeah go
1: ahead (laughs) i was gonna say the one one other player i wanted to talk about for this one is chuba hubbard yeah um had a great game i think the new coaching staff might value him more than frank reich did and Mm -hmm. they definitely value him over miles sanders so he had (laughs) um 25 carries which is crazy for 104 yards and two touchdowns so Stud game for Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. I think he's he's working for his job next year.
0: Absolutely. He's very he's been he's always been very serviceable as their backup and like when they've had a guy get injured or like when McCaffrey was there and he got injured and Chuba came in, it was always like he was he's a pretty solid guy. Like I mean, you know, he was just a running back that they could plug in and have pretty good confidence in, I feel like. And so yeah, his last couple of weeks have been very, very good. Um, and I kind of think they're just gonna keep yeah, know using him successfully these next couple weeks as they maybe try to eke out another win i don't i don't know um but yeah what else i do want to say for hayden uh no josh allen this week no problem because jordan love led hayden's team in scoring which is kind of impressive um and against that very stout chiefs defense uh, nonetheless so very good stuff uh and then cmc and isaiah pacheco were close behind love in scoring for hayden uh he did have some surprisingly quiet days i thought from deandre swift and devin singletary um i guess swift with the game script and um whatnot you know i you probably didn't get a lot of usage and then singletary uh he kind of got yoinked on that touchdown by damian pierce and um the broncos actually kind of held the run game in check which is not super normal and so i was kind of surprised um but yeah it is what it is he still still got the dub there um yeah. Oh, I did want to say for July actually. Uh good call to sit Hollywood Brown uh despite him being active uh, before the game. You you know, he's kind of the type of player that I think was probably projected pretty high, but uh just with the injury status and kind of the worries, that was the right call. Um I also chose to sit him in my other league, but I started Terry McLaurin over him, so that did not <laughs> work out either. So both scored zero points. <laughs> so that was a bummer. <laughs> but yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it looks like Marquise Brown left that game early, but he's just been having a rough time. And congrats to July for having a great coaches rating this week. Zero points on his bench. (laughs) Um, can't say that for Hayden, though, because he had Christian Watson on his bench with 24 points. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah, Christian Watson had a great game. Two touchdowns. Uh, Oh, sorry. Mm, Was it two touchdowns? I I think so. No. I think he had two touchdowns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dang, um, yeah, he's been yeah, pretty a great game, lady. and mm-hmm. well done, Hayden, for the close victory.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Uh, this was a this is another. I mean, every win has been a big win at this point in the season for any team, but this win puts Hayden in a, again pretty good position to snag a playoff spot. His seven and six record, uh, as well as like everyone else. Uh, and fifth best points for total help him here. Uh, he improves from, he had 46% chance of making postseason last week. Now he's up to a 64. So he just, you know, flip flop those. So 64% chance for Hayden to making it. Um, he's in a solid position, but does need some things to go his way. Uh, a win, kind of a win and in scenario, almost to a T. Uh, so yeah, use that as motivation, make the postseason. That'd be pretty cool. Hayden. It'd be, we'd, be good to see you there.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And I think we're moving on
1: to our next game, yeah. which is your game, it High is... Cupside versus Papa Smurf. Yeah,
0: it is my game, and it, admittedly, I I saved both of our games, actually, my game and your game, uh, for last this week. I know we used to do that all the time, but I've been kind of structuring it this week. I did it because I thought they were both going to be nail biters going into Monday Night Football, and they ended up not being as. Close. Yours was a bit more thrilling. So that's why we're doing it last. Uh, but mine, I, I kind of, I was worried. I won't lie with, I saw, you know, obviously Reed had Calvin Ridley and Brandon McManus. And I was like, I think the Jags are going to go nuts. And so I was pleasantly surprised to see that Ridley wasn't doing a whole lot. And McManus really did nothing until he hit a, a field goal late in the game. Um, and so, yeah, that was good. And so Reed wasn't quite able to catch up to me. Um, but that was largely in part due to I had some pretty nuts performances from a couple of my key players, particularly DK Metcalf <laughs> on Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good way to start. DK it. DK had
1: a crazy game, yeah. which was pretty wild. I mean, six catches for 133 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. And was that all like in the first half?
0: It felt I, like it happened so early. I think so. I think most of it, and then I've, I think one of the touchdowns came in the third quarter. I can, like, picture okay. the one where he beat Deron Bland pretty bad. Um, but it is kind of – I feel like – and then, um, me and having, like, crazy wide rec- or wide receivers that have been kind of whatever go nuts on Thursday night. Cause remember I had DJ Moore against Washington when I was playing you, like, way earlier in the season, too, and he got that, like, yes. 45. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And then DK all of a sudden coming alive, finally. I've been, like, waiting for it all year. Um, and it came at a good time, so – yeah, and then also Sam Laporta doing Sam Laporta things, of course, balled out. And then, oh, what? what? <laughs> you made a face.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I think I think Sam Laporta might be the best rookie tight end ever.
0: Oh, he's I mean, on pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, mm-hmm. so what does he need? I think 20 more points to have the best rookie tight end fantasy performance of all time. I think possibly. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard it somewhere. It's I can't remember So many exactly. yards. But yeah, he's nuts. Uh, he's crazy. It's awesome. I think. Um, I don't. I, yeah. I he's got to be like. What do you? What were you drafting Laporta as next year? Like, what is he tight end? Like, just off the top of your head. Um, two, I think. Yeah, but then like, is Kelsey still one?
1: I don't know. He. It's, I mean, Laporta has a shot to be. He does. One.
0: Yeah, because he's. And he's, I don't
1: think. Yeah. I mean, I you don't think take... any. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think like with tight ends, you want a tight end that has a shot to end up as a fantasy tight end one. And I think this coming into this year, there was basically one that had yeah. the option that's Travis Kelsey, course. maybe Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Going into next year, I think I think Kelsey still has a shot to be tight end one next year. I think Mark Andrews does. But I think other than that, it's Laporta, Trey McBride, and TJ
0: Hawkinson. I think that's fair. Yeah, I can't, can't let out Hawk because he's still been nuts. So, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I heard one one podcast I was listening to today said you could probably just take, like, the entire Lions offense next year and win the majority of your games. Because had you done that this year, you'd probably be in the playoffs. Like, because, like, Jared yeah. Goff's going to be fine, you know, whatever. You get get him late. But if you go, like, I don't know, like, Jameer Gibbs in the first, Amonra in the second, or flip-flop those, either or like LaPorta, um Montgomery, you know, throw in like James Williams or something like late in the draft and then Goff as well late in the draft, like you would be crushing it cuz they just they you'd, score you'd be a set. lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't know. But um yeah. What what was I going to say? Let's see. Uh I did want to say for Reed, um Zeke benefited from Ramondre getting banged up. Uh so that was that was scary for me when I saw Ramondre go down. It's kind of a double negative because I had him in one league and I was like, Oh darn Ramondre goes down and then um over in this league I'm like, Oh, and Reed has Zeke, ah I'm screwed and then he he did he wasn't great, but he did put up maybe more points than he would have. Um and then oh my gosh, Debo Samuel did whatever he wanted against the Eagles.
1: Yeah. That was crazy. He had 138 total yards three touchdowns and that was off of four catches and three carries and i think the craziest stat is that he had one air yard in that game so everything that he got in that game was behind the line of scrimmage and he just ran yeah gosh
0: oh that's so he's pretty absurd that's so silly yeah that's that's awesome i know i felt like i was just um i'd like check fantasy every once in a while and i was seeing like oh you know, Debo hasn't been, like, making a lot of plays, but the ones that he has been making are just so, like, high in point value that all of a sudden, like, his score would jump up in our matchup, you know, like, eight or ten each time he scored. And I was like, dang it. Like, you know, (laughs) it's almost worse when it comes all at once instead of just, like, picking away. Um, Yeah, so, I don't know. That was kind of funny. Um, I also want to shout out Chris Alave coming off of injury. He had a pretty Good game. Kind of saved by that that touchdown that was, like, tipped, and it was, I don't know, it was kind of funky. Um, But a weird pass by Jameis. But I think he will find success with Jameis Wilson, Winston, (laughs) in there now. Um, I was calling it, you know, earlier in the season, too. So that could be pretty good down the stretch if Reed was to make the postseason. Yeah. And
1: speaking of, what are our updated percentages for your team and Reed's team?
0: So with the win uh my playoff chances are pretty similar to Hunters uh, as i also hold the only other 8 and 5 record and a pretty significant points for advantage uh so i'd have to lose and score like no points next week um and so okay. th- therefore my odds went from 90% last week to a similar to what Hunter was a greater than 99% chance so yeah i'd have to basically sit everybody and a bunch of teams would have to win and what i you know it's one of those scenarios so i'm really just playing for seeding because there is a shot i do have a chance at the one seed if hunter was to kind of have a you know an off week either he loses or um just doesn't score a lot and then i do score a lot then there's a chance i can overtake him so kind of just fighting for seeding at this point and then if i lose kind of opens you know i could fall all the way down to like four or five six and so would prefer to to keep you know one of those higher seeds but um we'll see what happens and then a little little humble brag i also hold the best chances of winning the ship at 27 percent so i overtook hunter wow we basically flip flop last week he was 27 i was 25 or 28 and 26 or something like that so we just yeah i think that just comes down to what the potential playoff matchups would be um and so you know that it doesn't necessarily and like how strong our teams are at the current moment and based on the past performance and stuff So that number means less because it's not necessarily statistically driven. It's it's more of like a, this team is hot right now. They're doing really well, (laughs) you know, and so yeah. yeah. Um, but Reed he did slip a bit with the loss, but I think he does still have a good shot. He has a really good team, so it'd be kind of a bummer to see him miss. So I I think he will make the playoffs. Um, due to his record and his points for, he dropped from a seventy nine percent to a sixty eight percent chance. So not one of the lower drops among the teams that lost. Uh, and so really not that bad. I think, yeah, I, I'm not sure who he plays this next week, but, um, I think he has a pretty good shot at winning regardless, just with the, you know, the guys on his team. And a little reminder too, he was without, I mean, I was without DJ Moore and Josh Jacobs this week, but he was without Stefan Diggs, Gus Edwards, TJ Hawkinson and Gabe Davis this week. So those Buffalo receivers losing those guys. So getting them back next week, I think a pretty good shot.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Yeah. But anyway, shall we finish this up and talk about our last and final game, which happens to be yours? Let's do it. Well, Puss and Cleats versus, or less, sorry, less Puss, more Cleats, (laughs) name change, forgot about that, Um, versus Alex's All-Americans, and again, I put this one last because I thought it was going to be a tighter finish, but you sort of ran away with it, uh, which... So tell me about the Jamar Chase experience. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Jamar to the rescue. Yeah, man. I was not expecting to win this game. I knew, and he had 14 points from Jamar, and I almost thought, honestly thought with Jake Browning that was probably unlikely, but Jamar had a whopping 26.12 points. Yeah. Um, and it was from 11 catches on 12 targets, um, 149 yards and a touchdown, and for that reason – Jamar Chase is my stud of the week. Yeah, deserve it um, so. And I shouldn't have to say that Jamar Chase is the stud of the week because he should be a stud every week. But sure. when your quarterback's Jake Browning and you do that well, I think he deserves it. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, that was, that was exciting to watch. And honestly, I think for my team, it was kind of disappointing from my Lions. They only combined yeah. for 22 points. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much a floor game for Jameer Gibbs, and the most concerning thing was just the lack of catches that he had. Mm-hmm. I think he only had uh, one catch on two targets.
0: Whoa! Yeah,
1: that is low for him. Hmm. Um, and it was a goose from Tank, but can't fault him for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, apparently, yeah, being a hundred and sixty pound receiver isn't great for blocking. Nope, that doesn't work out that well, and way. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think the last thing kind of on my team that I was excited about is that a Chan is back yeah and man. he looked great. Garbage time points are still points.
0: Exactly. Yeah. They had, I think they, what was that last drive of the game or whatever? I think uh McDaniel had him in there. He ran him like 10 times. He had like 10 attempts on the final drive or something. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. He had a lot towards the end. That's nuts. But Hey, yeah. Awesome for you. Glad to see he's, he's that guy. I'm really I'm kinda curious to see what happens next year with the Dolphins. Like, is will Raheem Mostert be back? Do you think they'll just go with A Chan and maybe like Savan Ahmed or something like that is this like the back I I it could be it could be kinda interesting. And like also where are we drafting A Chan next year? I don't know. It could that's be, crazy.
1: It could be pretty high and Mostert is um he's gonna be 32 next year
0: exactly yeah i know so maybe i don't know if he's only on a one year or if he only had this is last year of his deal or if he they'd be moving on from him because he's
1: i mean he's two years older than todd Gurley.
0: yeah (laughs) that's why was kind of the thing going into the season is like no one wants Raheem mostert. he's old and washed and slow and meanwhile he's like one of the fastest best running backs in all the fantasy so yeah we didn't know what we were talking about clearly but um, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Interesting to see. I think A-Chan is a borderline. Even if he's in a split backfield, he could be like a late first-rounder, I, I think. Like, he gets the volume enough, and that offense is so explosive. I think it's possible.
1: There's definitely potential. Yeah. yeah. Um. But back to this game, just on Alex's side, a few um, notes. Mike Evans, 1,000 yeah. yards again.
0: Yeah, he did it.
1: And 12 targets. And but on the same team, there's a lot of concern about Chris Godwin.
0: Dude, and God. oh boy.
1: He was he had zero catches on three targets, but he was completely saved this week by a rushing touchdown.
0: Yeah. But he still put up like single digit points, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was seven point nine points. That was <laughs> like, how all do from you do a
0: nineteen <laughs> yard rushing touchdown. That's so bad. Yeah, he is he just ain't it. I, clearly Baker likes Mike Evans quite a bit, whereas you know Brady spread the, was able to spread the ball around a lot more. So he got Godwin. You know, they were both productive. Now it's just kind of let Mike Evans cook, and then he throws it to Kate Otten every once in a while. He didn't this week, but yeah. So I don't know, nothing new there. I did hear today. I think um, there's only I believe there's only two receivers to have ten or more. 1000 yard seasons and it's jerry rice and mike evans yeah yep <laughs> which is that's it kind of nuts that list <laughs> and so yeah I, I don't really see mike evans as like that caliber but he's just been mr consistent it's hard to deny so uh yeah, yeah. i think last player to note on alex's team is the revenge of
1: james Conner. And the yeah. game against his old team 105 great. yards and two touchdowns is he looks yeah. good
0: they dominated that one I kind of saw that I was smelling that upset even before Pickett went went out and the whole rain delay and everything like I don't know just that felt like it's not it's hardly even an upset I mean the Steelers are a good team especially defensively but like if the Cardinals wanted to win games now like they have Kyler back and they have weapons they can win games it's just kind of maybe they don't want to you know <laughs> and so yeah yeah I, I, I don't know there but yeah Um, I I did want to shout out a couple. I forgot to on on your team. Taysom Hill played pretty well. Um, again, kind of, you know, doing what he does best. Uh, and then Zach Charbonnet actually played pretty well, um, too, which was pleasantly surprised or yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um, and then, yeah, I was too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I started both of those guys in our other league, which is kind of funny. (laughs) So I, I was familiar with Taysom and, and Charbonnet. And so I was like, Hey, nice. We have similar, things going on there and then the Colts defense uh also really stepped up uh, and played well against the Titans so that was cool to see um yeah they're
1: the third ranked defense this year
0: really wow mm-hmm. I, I mean I know they have a pretty talented unit I, I would not have assumed they were the third fantasy defense wow that's that's cool good stuff um but yeah did you when did you pick them up because you were playing the Lions for the longest time right yeah I
1: picked the Colts up this year because the Lions- Like they look good on paper because their team's so good, but they just their defense has been giving up a lot of fancy points. So I made a switch to the Colts, and it's been a good one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And then for Alex, also wanted to bring up Derrick Henry. Of course, he looked great um, in that that same game, that Titans Colts game. Uh, And then unfortunately, uh, I think it might be time to uh, sound the alarm. On Justin Herbert, Uh, so obviously he's not playing great from a fantasy perspective, especially, uh, but certainly not all on him. There's been some just hilariously bad drops by some of his receivers. Um, The weather wasn't great. There's been some questionable play calling, low team morale, I think you could even chalk it up to. Uh, Just the whole situation around him has kind of just been a big oof, and so this week in that that awful game that they were you know able to claw out with a win like that kind of has something to do with it but yeah I don't know I it's kind of it's it's rough from somebody who was like top two fantasy quarterback for the first half of the season all of a sudden he's kind of been just okay lately but then this being a really like definitely an outlier game um yeah kind of rough so
1: yeah it's been it's been a tough year for Justin Herbert and yeah I do think some of that goes to receivers but um, you can't put all of it on the receivers. And so no. hopefully he'll improve towards the end of this year and hopefully a coaching change
0: will do him good as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you got anything more to add about your own game?
1: I don't think so. I'm just excited for our next
0: segment. Oh, well, hold on. Before I get there, I do want to talk about Alex's uh, playoff chances. <laughs> Sorry to burst your it. bubble. I'll be quick. Um, Well, for you, uh, like I said earlier, I won't spend much time on it. You dropped from, or you went from, I think a 1% to a 1%. So you stayed the same, uh, but you still have a chance, which is great. Um, and then Woo. Alex, I actually, I forgot to write it down. So I just got a to go to last week. He had, so last week he fell from 84 to 71%. And with the loss this week to you, unfortunately he drops out of the picture and is at a 43% chance of win the playoffs. So him and Jacob are like right by each other, uh, They're 43 and 37, uh, respectively. So they're both outside looking in. They need, they basically need to win and need to put up like a good performance. And so, um, yeah, well, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I can't believe it is actually a possibility that they both miss. Um, and that would be just such a bummer after the seasons they've had, um, primarily the first half, but that is crazy. We, I felt like it was kind of a joke when we were talking about that last week or two weeks ago or whatever, that we are like, oh, yeah, they, there's chance neither of them make it, but surely one of them will make it, right? And so, yeah, uh, best of luck to you two gents if you're listening, Jacob and Alex. Uh, may the fantasy gods be ever in your favor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, now you can go ahead and take us to our next segment. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. It is
0: my favorite time of the oh, week. yeah.
1: Do you know what time it is, Griffin? I know
0: just exactly what time it is
1: oh let's go it is
0: pointless
1: draft time yeah buddy.
0: Woohoo! what are we drafting today griffin so we are going to be drafting i I can't remember exactly how i phrased it but basically it's it's nfl players as band members and so we're gonna be drafting a, a starting lineup for a band uh so you have your lead vocalist your guitarist your bassist and your drummer um and so we'll be taking four four picks basically to fill those four slots. Kind of similar to I think we did what what draft did we do way back? Um, we
1: drafted actors as a football team right, like right and so,
0: positions. So yeah, kind of like that but now we're drafting football players uh as um their specific a instrument band. a band. Yeah, to we're make drafting a, band. a band. We are drafting a band. And yeah, so with that established uh, I believe you get the first overall pick. So, what, what, uh, type of musician are you taking first?
1: Yeah, I have two picks that I really want, and I'm trying to figure out which one. Okay. It, are you the least likely to take? Uh, and I don't know. Uh, I
0: think there's gonna be some crossover. I just I feel. I,
1: <laughs> I think so a little bit. So I'm gonna start with my drummer.
0: Okay. Oh boy, I think I know where you're going.
1: <laughs> and. I think you know where I'm going. This is one of my favorite player personalities, yeah. and I feel like yeah. this player just has the perfect drummer look drummer personality. They're going wild. It's a punk band, so we're going George Kittle.
0: Yeah. he's the he, When I had this idea, like, he was the first person I thought of. I was like, he's the drummer, like, without a doubt. And so, wonderful pick. I think that is – that is. it just makes too much sense. He was, like, the only one it that really came does. to mind, like, so obviously that it, it was, like, stupid. And so, yeah, good good call there. And so that, he was definitely my first pick that I would have taken as well. And that makes things a little tougher for me. So I, okay, I'm glad I went the way I did. Yeah, I think... Gosh. Okay. This is kind of tough. This guy just sort of gives me, like, guitarist energy. And I feel like mm-hmm. he would shred... He's also a pretty good-looking man, so he'd kind of be, he'd not be the front man, but, like, I don't know. He just kind of gives me this energy. So I'm going to, on guitar, I'm going to put Jalen Hurts. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like I just, that. I could see it. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like he'd just be kind of that chill guitarist, but, like, yeah, I don't know. That all the yeah, I think that's a great and, pick. And stuff, and so, yeah, that's that's what I will go with at guitar. And I
1: feel like guitar players have swag. Exactly. I he has, that's what he I'm has thinking. guitar player swag.
0: Mm-hmm. precisely you got it spot on and so there you go but yeah
1: okay okay um you know i think that's a good pick but i'm also glad i got both of my top two picks okay um and so like i said earlier i think i'm gonna make a punk band um, oh gosh it's has got to be a little bit edgy feel that get that vibe and so for lead singer i feel like you need someone with a lot of charisma um, there have to be someone that's fun, has a lot of energy, but is also pretty cool. Sure. And I think they need to have great hair. And so I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew. He's my I, lead singer.
0: Yep. I had him written down for bass actually. Um, oh but, yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. It fits the vibe. Very. Okay. So this will be fun. I think you're kind of making a punk band. I might try to go for like an indie pop type band. <laughs> like, you know, like, like some yeah, sort of mm-hmm. indie alternative band. So we might have different vibes here. So, So he's your lead vocalist, you said? Yes, yes. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, a guitar, I have Jalen Hurts. I think my lead vocalist, I have both options. I'm going to go. Oh, gosh. I feel like this, this duo, just based on looks alone, is kind of a killer. Um,. Oh, gosh. I don't know. They're both good options. Give me Joe Burrow of uh, vocals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. I, I don't know if he can sing. He probably can't. but <laughs> we're, not, we're not even considering that. <laughs> Just vibes. Yeah, no, alone. that's a great
1: pick. He was my other option for uh, lead singer as well. So.
0: Oh, there you go. Nice. Well, good That's stuff. a good pick. All righty. Well, back to you. All
1: right. I am on to my pick for my guitarist. And like I said earlier, I feel like you have to have a little bit of swag. Like when you see a guitarist, they're just cool. Like they're pretty chill. They're not in the spotlight, but they're cool. They're having fun. They're like the the second guy on the team. Yeah. And this guy is the second wide receiver on his own team. Maybe the first (laughs) soon, but, um, and he's got more just great hair. I got to go with Puka Nakua as my guitarist.
0: Yeah. Good vibes. I, I, he came to mind too. I didn't end up writing him down, but. I love that pick. That is that is very good. Um. All right. Cool. Well, this is pretty easy for me. I got one guy left at base and one guy left at drums that I that I want. So I'll just start with the bass player because I don't think you'll take the drummer. Um, bass player. I'm gonna go with. At, I'm all quarterbacks so far, but I'm not mad about it. This guy just gives me bass player energy because he's kind of chill like that. Um, give me Justin Herbert. <laughs> He's oh, know, kind, nice. of, kind of chill like swaggy bass player you know a little bit kind of quiet you know sort of just doing his thing and yeah again if yeah. it's the indie pop band maybe a little bit he's just kind of lurking in the background
1: <laughs> i like that pick i think that's that's a fun one yeah thank you i am now also taking my bassist and i think we had the same vibe that the bassist okay. is the quiet one yeah um they're good at what they do Sure. Um, they get the job done, but they're not the most talkative, not, not the most flashy.
0: Nah.
1: Um, and so I'm also going to go more great hair, um, but it's also, it's a homer pick, and I'm going with Jameer Gibbs
0: as oh, my bassist. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. He's right. a quiet it, guy G- gets the job done, but he's just kind of vibing.
0: Yeah. That's, that is a complete vibe. I love that. Um, well, cool. Well, then, so you're, you got your full band? Yes, I do. All Well, I just need my drummer. And this guy maybe doesn't match my energy that I was going for, but he's the only other guy that I was like, yeah, he'd be a drummer. Um, That wasn't George Kittle. And so I, I bet this guy just absolutely hammers the drums the way he hammers the ground with every possible movement. And so I'm going to take uh, Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> because if he drums like he runs, dude could probably – I I don't know how many beats a minute he could hit like, oh, that's <laughs> a great thing. Nuts and so yeah, I'm happy to get him. Felt like the drummers were were stacked because they were just guys that like stood out like Kittle and him to me, um and then the rest yeah kind of make up as I go. So I'm happy to get him at the end there. Um, but like I said, I think Kittle was my one one, but I'll I'll take Pacheco for sure.
1: I think that's a great pick. Thank and you. And I think the last thing that we need to do for this draft is I think we have to name our bands.
0: Gosh. Uh, okay. This came – I thought about this when I was – um, like when I came up with this idea, but I didn't end up saying it to you, but I'm I'm happy you brought it up. But do you have a name for your band? I'll try to come up with one on the fly.
1: I think I do because I'm definitely leaning on the, the punk band vibe. It's going to be um, a little bit heavy. It's going to be – raucous and so i think i'm going with uh puking skittles
0: (laughs) puking skittles
1: because i have puka puka? and george kittle oh okay in the band nice So, so puking skittles
0: i like that um gosh there's gotta be something i can do here um hmm We'll just we'll just say I don't know there's gotta be there's probably something better I could do with like Jalen hurts but we'll just since they're kind of like an indie like I feel like they got a you know pretty chill vibe kind of we'll, we'll say love hurts and get like deep it's also oh, so, like nice. is kind of the front man and it's like yeah i should have taken jordan love you should have taken jordan love <laughs> that would have been so good oh well he can be like the band manager or like maybe he can be on keys from time to time sort of a little subbing guy but yeah i'm curious yeah. who else you wrote down there's one actually a couple that i'm i'm surprised neither of us picked we did.
1: the only other one that i was slightly considering was max crosby on the drums
0: yeah you're right that's good i didn't think about that but see that's exactly it like there's just guys that give big drummer energy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but no i i completely agree i'm so um either like guitar or vocals um maybe because of the taylor swift thing but like travis kelsey i don't know he kind of oh pretty, yeah pretty boy front man, you know especially guitar i feel like so um I
1: also thought about Kurt Cousins cuz he sang during oh, the NFL award show.
0: Yes, he did. Yeah, him and I were in the same uh choir in high school. I mean not together, but he went to my high school as you know and we yeah, at different times in life we sang in a choir there. Yeah. Um but yes, yeah, no he can sing. He's got pipes. Uh and so yeah, that that would have made that would have been the logical pick probably. I I, I did Google like NFL players who can sing and didn't get a lot of results. So I was like, okay, we're going assumption based entirely. Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan. Yeah. Um, One of our vocalists I wrote down, this is who I was debating between, between Burrow or Trevor Lawrence. So I was like, give me a pretty boy that all the girls are going to flock to um, as my, my front man. You know, it just kind of, you've got like a nice boy band going. That's kind of the vibe. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking like, yeah. Cheeky indie boy band. (laughs) And then I say, I'm going nuts. (laughs) but uh <laughs> yeah so i guess to recap real quick cause i don't know if we did my vocalist is joe burrow my guitarist is Jalen hertz my bassist justin herbert and my drummer isaiah pacheco and you got
1: yeah i got uh lead singer gardner Minshew, yeah um guitarist puka nakua bassist the chill jameer gibbs and going ham on the drums we got george kittle,
0: george kittle. that's what they call it, jameer the chill that's what I've heard them say. Yep.
1: Yeah, hey, puking skittles.
0: Puking skittles. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's great. Well, good stuff. And on that note, uh, I believe that concludes another episode of the TVFFL pod. If you made it to the end, we thank you so much for making it here and for sticking with us uh, through the episode. Uh, we hope you took something away from it. And, uh, yeah, I guess with that out of the way, Luke, anything to leave the hey. people with?
1: You know, it's been a good time. Shout out Arby's sponsoring this episode.
0: Arby's, yes. We have the meat. Send us your favorite
1: Arby's order in the chat tomorrow if you made it this far. And <laughs> sick and Bears and Go Lions.
0: Sick 'em bears and go broncos. I'm legit curious as to what people order at Arby's because I've not been there in probably years. And so Curly Fries are good. So, curly fries. Yeah, so please yeah. let us know. Um but yeah. Uh Like I said, circle bears and go Broncos already, but uh, we love you. We appreciate you have a wonderful week and best of luck as we approach the playoffs. Um, And yeah, goodbye. Goodbye.